Chuck Swindoll shared the results of a recent study comparing the disintegration of various cultures through history with a parallel decline of family life in those same cultures. And there were eight specific patterns of domestic behavior typified by the downward spiral of each culture studied before it collapsed in history. Like marriage loses its sacredness, is frequently broken by divorce. The traditional meaning of the marriage ceremony is lost. Feminist movements abound. An acceleration of juvenile delinquency, promiscuity, and rebellion. The refusal of people with traditional marriage to even accept family responsibilities. A growing desire for and acceptance of adultery. An increasing interest in a spread of sexual perversions and sex-related crimes. And the number one pattern that typified the downward spiral of each fallen culture down through history, number one, an increased public disrespect and dishonor for parents and subsequently all authority in general. Let me read that again. An increased public disrespect and dishonor for parents and subsequently all authority in general. Now, why do I share that with you? Because it's at the very heart of our Bible lesson today. This morning, our sixth lesson in the series, Roman numeral 10, How God's People Live, brings us here to the fifth of the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20 and verse 12. A commandment dealing with the relationship between a child and his or her parents. Follow along in your Bible as I read today's text. Exodus 20, look at verse 12 with me. God said... Honor your father and your mother so that it may li- you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Let's take a closer look at this boundary together. Again, the heart of this fifth boundary is stated at the beginning of verse 12. Honor your father and your mother. The Apostle Paul expanded on this fifth commandment this way, Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3. In fact, let's read these verses out loud together. Would you read them with me? Children, obey your parents. This is the right thing to do because God has placed them in authority over you. Honor your father and mother. This is the first of God's ten commandments that ends with a promise. And this is the promise, that if you honor your father and mother... Yours will be a long life full of blessing. Now you might notice that there's going to be a shift here in the focus of the Ten Commandments from the vertical to the horizontal. See, the first four commandments that we just studied deal with our relationship with God, the vertical. The last six commandments deal with our relationship with others. The horizontal. And simply stated, this fifth commandment is all about 
honoring our parents. This is God's design for children. This is God's design for the family. This Hebrew word honor, by the way, is kind of an interesting word. It really, in its roots, meant heavy. (laughs) As in something that outweighs everything else around it. It's the same word, frankly, that's used for glory (laughs) in the Old Testament. It speaks of having awe or respect, Leviticus 19.3, of praise, Deuteronomy 26.19, and of wanting to please above all others, 1 Samuel 2, verse 29. In other words, to give honor, to give weight to our parents is to give substance to them, to value, respect, or esteem them, to distinguish them above others. In their classic book, The Gift of Honor, Gary Smalley and John Trent write, Honor is a decision we make to place high value, worth, and importance on another person by viewing him or her as a priceless gift and granting him or her a position in our lives worthy of respect. This then is how children are to respond to their fathers and mothers. Again, the boundary is honoring our parents. Now let me make a couple of observations about this commandment. First of all, let's talk for a moment about the purpose behind this command. Isn't it interesting that God would choose this commandment when addressing the home? I mean, He did not address husbands and wives, love your spouse, nor did He address fathers and mothers, discipline your children, but instead He chose to address sons and daughters, honor your parents. Why? I mean, when it came to establishing a timeless principle for the family, He had one commandment about the family in the Ten Commandments. Why would God choose this commandment first and foremost? I believe the bottom line is this. Respect for authority begins at home. How a child relates to his or her parents will affect how he or she relates to everyone else in life. If a child gives honor to his or her parents, he or she will do the same for others. Teachers, government officials, law enforcement officers, job supervisors, church leaders, even God. However, if a child does not give honor to his or her parents, (laughs) better watch out. Now to show you how important this timeless principle is in God's own eyes, look at these verses in Deuteronomy 21 with me. Suppose someone has a son who is stubborn and rebellious, a son who will not obey his parents even though they discipline him. His parents are to take him before the leaders of the town where he lives and make him stand trial. They are to say to them, Our son is stubborn and rebellious and refuses to obey us. He wastes money and is a drunkard. Then the leaders of the city are to stone him to death. And so you will purge this evil of dishonor and disrespect from among you. Everyone in Israel will hear what has happened and learn from this example. Whoa. 
I mean, why such a harsh punishment for a child who dishonors his or her parents? Because God knew that this dishonor and disrespect for authority is like a cancer. Once it started with one child in one home, it would begin to spread like wildfire. If one child could get away with such dishonor, other children would soon do the same. And it wouldn't be contained just in the home. It would spill out into all of society, government, schools, jobs, even the synagogue, or in our case, the church. And may I just say, this is exactly what has happened in our American culture today. Again, respect for authority begins at home. If children learn to honor their parents, then they will also learn how to honor other authority figures in their lives. That's the purpose behind this command. Which leads me to another observation. Let's talk for a moment about the promise behind this command. Look again at the promise that God gives at the end of Exodus 20 and verse 12. So that you may live long in the land your Lord, your God, is giving you. In Ephesians 6 and verse 3, Paul puts it this way, that it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life on the earth. Basically, then there's a twofold promise attached to this commandment. If we live within this timeless boundary, if we obey this timeless principle, honor our parents, God promises two things. First of all, quality of life. Paul says that it may go well with you. (laughs) Prosperity. Success. And secondly, quantity of life. Paul says that you may enjoy long life. Longevity. Now by the way, I don't take this promise so much as a personal promise as I do a national promise. What do I mean by that? Well, I don't know that the the promise of the quality and the quantity of life is so much meant for us as individuals if we obey this command, although I think that probably happens. But I really believe that this promise has more to do with society. That if we live in a nation who honors their parents, we will, as a nation, enjoy quality and quantity of life. And so God promises both prosperity and longevity if we live within this boundary in our society. Now that leads us to draw some conclusions. Once again, Exodus 20 and verse 12 tells us, Honor your father and your mother. So how can we apply this timeless principle to our lives today? What does it look like to live within this boundary? How exactly do we obey this commandment? Well, I believe the answer depends upon which stage in life we find ourselves. For instance, as a little child, we honor our parents by obeying them. As a child, we honor our parents by obeying 
them. Once again, Paul wrote in Ephesians 6 and verse 1, Children, obey your parents. This is the right thing to do because God placed them in authority over you. He put it this way, Colossians 3 and verse 20, Children must always obey their parents. This pleases the Lord. Now that's pretty straightforward. A child brings honor to his or her parents by his or her obedience to them. This word obey, by the way, literally means to listen under. Think about that for a minute. To listen under. The picture of the parent being in authority and the child listening at their feet. In short, it means a child must hear and heed. He or she must listen to parental instruction and guidance and do what he or she is told to do. Just a little side note. Since most of us here are parents or grandparents and we're not little children today, let me just say that we must teach our children or our grandchildren to obey. It's the D word. Discipline. (laughs) Read Proverbs 13 and verse 24 out loud with me. Would you read it? A refusal to correct is a refusal to love. Love your children by disciplining them. Proverbs 22 verse 15 puts it this way. A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness. Would you agree with that? (laughs) But discipline drives it away. The bottom line here is that we as parents or grandparents must reestablish this timeless boundary in our homes today. And so first, as a little child, we honor our parents by obeying them. And then as a teen, an adolescent, we honor our parents by respecting them. As a teen, we honor our parents by respecting them. Leviticus 19 verse 3 simply says, each of you must respect his or her mother and father. Proverbs 30 verse 17 warns us, don't make fun of your father or disrespect your mother. You see, as a son or a daughter grows older, he or she will begin to understand that their parents are not, after all, perfect. (laughs) Duh. Their fathers and mothers' weaknesses and shortcomings will become apparent. And this can lead to disillusionment and disrespect. One of the things that teenagers need to learn is how to respect their parents anyway. Now, I'm not saying that a teen should pretend that his or her parents are perfect or ignore the mistakes or blindly agree with all that they do and say. However, by virtue of their God-ordained position of authority, fathers and mothers are still to be respected. Now, from the book of Proverbs, which, by the way, was written by a dad, Solomon, to his kids, his sons... I've listed there in your notes seven practical ways that teens can respect their parents. I won't elaborate on these. Just look at them with me. By thanking them for their sacrifice. By listening to their advice. In fact, seeking their advice. By speaking to them courteously. By accepting their correction. By choosing your friends wisely. 
by loving wisdom and by living right or righteously. Now again, I, I suggest you just take some time to go over this list at home on your own and look up these Proverbs. There's some good advice there. So second, as a teen, we honor our parents by respecting them. Then, as a younger adult, we honor our parents by appreciating them. As a younger adult, we honor our parents by appreciating them. (laughs) With his usual wit, Mark Twain once wrote, When I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much he learned in seven years. Proverbs 23, verse 22 tells us, Listen to your father. Without him, you would not exist. (laughs) When your mother is old, show her appreciation. As young adults, this is the stage of life where a child becomes friends or a peer, if you will, with his or her parents. This is the point where he or she needs to look for the good things and appreciate the effort that his or her parents gave toward raising them. And at this stage, children should thank their parents for what they have done for them, showing gratitude for the sacrifices that they have made on their behalf. Now, once again, in their book, The Gift of Honor, Smalley and Trent share the results of a survey they took of parents. And they asked the question, what could your children or do your children do or have they done to make you feel honored. I just picked a few examples. Here's some of the answers. One couple said, on a day other than Mother's Day or Father's Day, it would mean so much to get a card or letter from our children letting us know they're thinking of us. The greatest present I ever received from my son was a recording he made that looked back on several specific things I had done for him in the past. Isn't that a great idea? One mother wrote, My daughter always makes a point of hugging me when we get together. A nice, long hug. Another mother wrote, I feel flattered and humbled when my daughter asks my advice on the struggles and the needs in her life. One couple wrote, we know our children are praying for us every day and that honors us. A mother wrote, when I see my daughter seeking after God, I can't think of anything that brings me greater honor. A couple of grandparents wrote, receiving a special thank you after we babysat the grandchildren is a real encouragement. (laughs) Not to be taken for granted, huh? I think the greatest way my daughter honored me, one mother wrote, was to name her daughter after me. So third, as a younger adult, we honor our parents by appreciating them. As an older adult, we honor our parents by caring for them. As an older adult, we honor our parents by caring for them. Look what the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 5. He said, Children or grandchildren should learn to put their faith into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Hmm. 
as older adults. Our parents are honored when we care for them, when we help to provide for their needs, when we go out of our way to look after them. Folks, this is the circle of life. I mean, when we are young, it is our parents' God-given responsibility to take care of us. When our parents are old, it is our God-given responsibility to care for them. Offering physical care, giving financial assistance, providing emotional and spiritual support, doing household projects, making frequent calls and visits. The bottom line is we've got to be there for our aging parents. One of the most touching examples of this? Jesus. Remember? John chapter 19, one of His last actions before He breathed His last on the cross was to make sure that His mother was cared for. Here He is dying with the weight of the sin on His shoulders. Your sin. My sin. And He took time to look at His mother and say, Woman, behold your son. Pointing to John, his best friend. And to say to John, John, behold your mother. He took care. Even in that moment, the darkest moment of all, He took care of His mom. And so forth, as an older adult, we honor our parents by caring for them. Now, I want to add an addendum to the end of today's lesson. There are two things that I feel like I need to say as a part of our study of this fifth commandment. First of all, I want to say a word to all parents and grandparents. Be honorable. Hello? Immediately after Paul reminds children to honor their parents in Ephesians 6, 1-3, let's read out loud together what he says in verse 4. Read it with me, would you? And now a word to you parents. Don't exasperate your children by your inconsistent example and discipline. Teach and model for them... Where would we go? Teach and model for them a godly life in all you say and do. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the Master. Let me just cut through it and get right to the point. Parents and grandparents, if we expect our children and our grandchildren to honor us, then we better be worthy of their honor. Enough said. Number two, I want to say a word to children with dishonorable parents. And that is be forgiving. I suspect some of you here this morning may have had a father or a mother or a step-parent who mistreated you or abandoned you or abused you or hurt you or was even cruel to you in some way. And you've been listening to this sermon and you're thinking, Mark, you don't get it. (laughs) You don't understand my parent. You don't understand my step-parent. And I'll admit, no, I don't. Thank God I had wonderful parents and grandparents. Now let me say first of all that the Bible is very clear that those who harm children in any way will fall under God's strictest judgment. 
Speaking of children, in Matthew 18, verses 6 and 7, Jesus said, If you give children a hard time bullying or taking advantage of their simple trust, you'll soon wish you hadn't. You'd be better off dropped in the middle of the lake with a millstone around your neck. Doomed to the world for giving these God-believing children a hard time. Hard times are inevitable, but you don't have to make it worse, and it's doomsday for you if you do. Understand this, Jesus, God, has zero tolerance for adults who harm kids. Now that aside, how can you as a child possibly learn to honor a dishonorable parent? Well, let me say this. God doesn't expect you to deny your pain or gloss over what has happened or make excuses or repress your feelings of hurt and anger. However, at the same time, God doesn't expect you to be filled with unresolved bitterness or resentment or possibly even anger and hatred for your parents or step-parents. What God does expect from you is to be forgiving. Now, how is that even possible? Well, I've listed some suggestions there in your notes today. Let me just work through that list real quickly with you. It all begins by admitting to God your struggle, your hurt, and your pain. Even your unwillingness to forgive your father and your mother, your step-parent, whoever raised you. I mean, just admit it. God, I don't want to forgive them. Why would you not be honest with God? God knows how you feel anyway, so tell Him. And then ask God to help you choose to forgive. Yes, forgiveness is a choice that is made with unconditional love. And by the way, it is not dependent upon your parents in any way whatsoever. You choose to forgive because you are obedient to what God commands. And then I I said, pray for your parents each and every day. Lay the issue at God's feet. Release them and release your anger. I love David. (laughs) Read the Psalms. You know that it's alright to spew at God. (laughs) It's okay to to be angry and just just let your anger out at God. I mean, read the Psalms. David did it. Best place, by the way, to process your anger. And then seek Christian counsel if needed to work through the side of the issues that need to be resolved. And if your parents are still alive, then seek reconciliation. You might need help with that step, by the way. I suggest you do have somebody help you. A Christian counselor or a pastor or a good friend. Maybe your siblings. And then I finally said if your parent or your step-parent is dead, then you have no knowledge of his or her whereabouts or they refuse to meet with you or there's something else that prevents you from being able to meet them face to face, then again, I suggest you seek some Christian counseling on that. I will just say it this way. You must break this cycle before the cycle breaks you. I see so many people today who live with generational curses from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next, because they refuse to do what God asked them to do and forgive. 
It's a courageous thing to decide to take God at His Word and honor your father and mother when they've not been worthy of such honor. But I firmly believe that God will honor you as you choose to honor them. And in all of this, I leave you with this promise in Psalm 27 and verse 10. Let's read it out loud together. Would you read it with me? Even if my father and mother should desert me, God will take care of me. Isn't that a wonderful promise? Yes. Which brings us to a time of decision. Roman numeral 10, how God's people live. This morning we've taken a closer look at the fifth of the Ten Commandments, honoring our parents. Exodus 20, verse 12, honor your father and your mother. This then is your memory verse for this coming week. So let's say it out loud together. Honor your father and your mother. You can memorize that. And so let's memorize it this week, this part of verse 12. And let's look for opportunities to discuss this commandment with others around us. I mean, ask your siblings. Ask your neighbor, your friends, other family members. What do you think it looks like to give honor to parents? Get a discussion going. And then look for ways to specifically and personally apply this timeless principle to your life. Whatever that may mean, let's obey this command because life always works best when you follow the directions. It's decision time, and here's the question. What is the main point of today's lesson, and how will it impact me personally this week?